Hi, my name's Warren Smith. I'm an Associate Professor at the University of New South Wales, Canberra. Welcome to another edition of Above and Beyond, brought to you by Reengineering Australia Foundation. You're with Rick Fontaine, and special guest today is Associate Professor Warren Smith, as you just heard. Uh, welcome, Warren. Uh, thanks for giving us some of your time. It's a it's a busy couple of days. Of course, we are coming to you from the F1 in Schools National Finals here in Melbourne. Welcome. Thank you, uh, Rick. It's a pleasure to be here and uh, have this opportunity to have a chat and uh, reach out to others uh, about this program. It's- in- Indeed, it is continually evolving. But I guess as a, as, as a start, Warren, just a little bit of a background on, on yourself and your journey to where you are today, specifically, I guess, uh, as, the, as the Chief of Judges. But for uh, those listening, tell us a little bit about your journey, your background. I've just turned 60, had a career uh, in two parts primarily, 20 years serving uh, the Department of Defence, Navy, as a civilian naval architect, but trying to keep uh, the Australian Navy's ships at sea and uh, intact and able to do the uh, the job that they are designed to do. But halfway through my career, I then switched over to an academic role at the Defence Force Academy. And in that role, I was still able to continue with the, the design and the research that I was engaged in with Navy, but uh, from an academic role. Specifically, in terms of uh, how I got engaged with REA, as head of school at the School of Aerospace and uh, Mechanical Engineering uh, in the early 2000s uh, and I first met Mike Myers uh, and he introduced me to uh, what he was doing through the REA Foundation and I saw F1 in schools for the first time in 2006. From that point we then developed a hub in the ACT for the 2007 uh, season And uh, at that point, ACT schools uh, leapt to uh, prominence. We had uh, at the 2008 national final, uh, uh, five of the top eight awards uh, went to ACT schools. So I was very proud of that achievement. And uh, an ACT school stood on the uh, second step of the world podium uh, in 2008 and 2009. After that experience, and particularly also judging at world finals, um, I saw that I could contribute to rewrite the rules or to help. A, a, um, a development of uh, the program, particularly to improve transparency of the rules and judging processes uh, for the teams. And so I uh, worked to become a, a rules chairman for Australia and influence the world rules uh, for a few years. And really since about 2010, I've uh, worked particularly with Peter Brown from, from Adelaide, but uh, he and I have been uh, the chair of judges uh, at most events uh, since that time. It is quite a journey and I've talked to a number of the the, the students here this week at the F1 Nationals and you know, where has their passion come from and, and to bring them on this journey and want to, and want to go down this path. Um, as a child, if you think back to, to these kids that we're seeing here this week in Melbourne, uh, where, where did your passion come from? I think uh, I was always interested in uh, science and, and mathematical things at school. My father was a teacher, uh, my mother was a pharmacist and so there was a sense of understanding the importance, one, of education and two, in that 
sector and I, I guess I coming through school we had nothing like F1 in schools or subs in schools or four by four in schools available to us but I did enjoy the academic side of things but also I enjoyed very much uh, the hands-on practical aspects of things I, I ended up building a, um, a canoe myself uh, from marine ply when I was about 14 I enjoyed wood turning opportunities that I had but uh, I, I did well academically and ended up uh, winning a, a scholarship to university uh, to study naval architecture. And that uh, canoe at the age of 14, Warren, it stood the test? Yeah, it's still in the garage, although <laughs> it, hasn't, it hasn't got wet too much of, of late, but it, it is there and reminds me of my past. <laughs> Fantastic. Do you constantly marvel at the at the advances in technology? I mean, we look at what the students have got available now. It, it's, uh, it's, it's changing every year, and I guess from your point of view, having been involved in the uh, F1 in Schools program for, for some time now, what are you seeing in terms, I guess we'll get on to the students shortly, but in terms of what they've got available in, in, in technology, do you, do you constantly marvel? I, I do, and uh, I teach first, second and fourth year uh, undergraduate courses at the academy. I've just started a, a new class of uh, first-year students, so engaging them in the process. I ask them, has anyone ever been involved in F1 in schools? Do you know anything about it? And a few hands will come up. But I do know that uh, the opportunities being provided through this program do set students up incredibly well for, for a future uh, career. I can point to my own son uh, because I've seen this program uh, not only as an administrator of the program or a facilitator of it in the ACT region, but my son also uh, participated. So I've seen it as a parent and I've seen what it did for him. And he went to university and showed his portfolio to uh, to his lecturers there and ultimately got exemption from a couple of courses and was clearly uh, well ahead of curve. So exposure to industry-leading software like Katia or other CAD modelling systems uh, is certainly setting these students up for, uh, for very positive outcomes going forward. The other thing that really is amazing to watch is uh, this program, while there are a lot of STEM programs out there and I'm not belittling any of them, they all make a significant contribution in different ways. But what sets REA's programs apart is it's such a, such a significant life journey for the students that engage with it. It's not just working with students for a day. It's something that engages them for one year, two years, even up to you know, four years of their life as they grow to uh, continue to improve and strive to uh, potentially reach a national and a, and a world final. Seeing the kids maybe uh, you know, a little shy in year seven coming through with their car and a bit timid, but then seeing them again the next year as they're making the next step and the year after that as perhaps they're heading to a world final, uh, the growth in their confidence, their ability to to work with the technology that's been uh, shown to them. One key thing that truly sets these programs apart is that it's not engineers or professionals reaching down into the schools to, and, and don't take me wrong, to sort of expose what they do, but almost just visit the school for for a day. Uh, This one is really encouraging the students to reach up into industry, to find mentors, to drive their own education, to take responsibility for their own learning. And uh, this is rewarded through the program. It's certainly encouraged strongly. And those teams that truly get that message and understanding of the program opportunities thrive 
uh, and Excel. Do you think, uh, Warren, that that side of it is is, is a, a key ingredient and I guess a key aspect to, in terms of how successful we are as a nation on on the world stage? I think six-time world champion, we uh, we, we do very well globally. Uh, certainly, we're Australian teams have uh, been successful in the uh, F1 in schools and uh, 4x4, which are both uh, lead to international world finals. We'll do very well as uh, subs in schools, which is uh, an Australian program has uh, launched internationally. But I think the rigour that we uh, have put in place through REA, through the volunteers that have supported REA in the judging processes, through the the depth of, of knowledge within the system that we're engaging with schools uh, is creating you know, very, very positive outcomes. And we are starting to see uh, some of these students who have had this experience moving into you know, significant roles. Again, if I can, it's a bit hard not to p- keep pointing to my own son, but uh, as a result of F1 in schools, as I said, he got the uh, the exemptions at university. He ended up with a university medal. He's now the naval architect on Australia's new patrol boat project and so much of what he's doing has a foundation that's clearly linked back to F1 in schools his experience there prior to that he was thinking about becoming a businessman Dick. <laughs> but the program turned him on to uh, engineering and STEM and I've seen that in so many others we're seeing a lot of growth nationally as well. It's terrific to see every year more and more schools taking part in the program and only obviously winners from states get to come here and be part of the journey. But uh, the interesting part, I think, is the word of mouth because so many students that I've spoken to in my role this week here in Melbourne that are here for the first time, I can't believe the scale of, of, of it, what it is. But the key aspect, it's not just about, I think it's the mentality and what's strummed in from the, the teachers. The key message is, what did you get most out of the day? It's not about winning. The key word that comes out is learning and they're continuing to learn. Absolutely. And I think we are at a pinnacle event for the nation here, at the national final. A few teams from here will go to the world final. But what what's really important in this program is those kids that get involved in the program at the lower level that aren't here. It's the breadth of the program. And uh, it would be fantastic if we could get more support for this program financially from from industry and government to enable us to reach more and more schools. The key thing, there's so many key things, but uh, one one really important thing to recognise is that uh, when STEM is mentioned and programs like this, uh, it's very hard for people to truly understand exactly what's going on and you've sort of got to come and see it to believe it. Um, and I think when people do, they get blown away with what uh, these kids can achieve given the opportunity. Mike Myers, uh, the founder of uh, REA, talks about a, a story of his own experience with his own daughters uh, in a school and the kids did amazing things and he said, well, how did you do this? And the, the response from the, the kids was, well, no one told us we couldn't. And it's and it's exactly the same here. I heard a story from uh, a team shared with me just earlier this morning where um, students came up and said, oh, you know, how can I put this particular feature on the car? And the students were uh, pointed towards some uh, research areas that they could explore. And in two days' time, the the kids had come back with a piece of hardware that actually achieved the function that they were looking for and the teachers were blown away with what they did. And again, it was that story. Well, no one told them they couldn't do it, so they just found a way. And I, th- I think that innovative spirit is something that is certainly characteristic of uh, of Australians in so many areas. The, the unfortunate thing is that we're killing our manufacturing industry and not taking full advantage of the value-add 
that we're providing, we're exporting our our skills elsewhere and not building our country. And that's the foundational argument for why Mike Myers has uh, taken on board this passion to drive REA, is to re-engineer Australia. Not, not the world, but Australia. No, well said. Absolutely. Now, final question, because uh, the racing is about to resume, but we talk about all the positive sides, but you are, in terms of judging and as the, as the chief judge, I guess there's always people coming up wanting explanations on this, or maybe there's a protest on that. In, in a situation like this, um, h- how do you deal with, uh, with, with issues that do get raised from teams from, from time to time? Well, what we've... Uh worked hard to do is to be as open and uh, transparent with with what we do. Uh, We do have 64 pages of uh, competition regulations describing for everyone exactly how teams will be judged. Uh, We have a 16-page technical regulation document that describes uh, how the cars will be measured. As with uh, any judging where a presentation has been given, there is some subjectivity in the process, but clearly... Uh, We have panels consisting of multiple judges uh, to try to resolve uh, fairly those issues. So my role as chair of judges is just to try to oversee that uh, everyone gets a fair go. The attitude of of, uh, equity and and fairness is is certainly there and integrity. And generally my role is uh, relatively straightforward. Certainly happy to answer questions and help people understand, uh, but we hold to the regulations that have been, been set. And it's a very enjoyable uh, and satisfying role to see the, the kids in particular uh, responding to those rules. Indeed, we're seeing that uh, well and truly this week from right across Australia. Associate Professor Warren Smith, University of New South Wales, thank you for being our guest on Above and Beyond. Uh, great to learn about your journey and pathway as well. And I know for those that uh, will be listening and tuning in that they'll uh, get some key takeaways. And, that, and look, who knows, these kids may well turn out to be judges down the down the track as well. Everyone has a, a career goal and let's hope that they uh, choose this path. Well, thank you very much for having me. Much appreciated. Associate Professor Warren Smith from the University of New South Wales, our special guest on Above and Beyond, brought to you by Reengineering Australia Foundation. Thanks for tuning in. Mm-hmm.